Like, don't at me. Episode 48. All right. Just two of us today. What's up, Jock? Not much, man. Just enjoying, you know, this Sunday, these football games, even though I said I'm not going to watch the NFL, but I've been watching it. Not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, Chance is in Memphis right now, um, visiting with some family, doing his worst impression. Uh, Gary, watching the Texans. Hey, can't blame him. We, uh... <laughs> We scheduled this for when we could, and, you know, I get it. You know, if we were recording during Brady time, I probably would uh, would be hard to hard to catch, too. But, hey, we're here. Got your point guard in the house, Mike Silva, rocking the Eagles T.O. jersey, you know, right after. It's funny. I realized I wore, I'm wearing this today after they got smashed. Uh, last week, I wore the Bucks after they lost. Like I'm creating like bad karma. Like if Silver's oh, yeah. wearing the jersey, that team lost that day probably. You were coming to Charles Barkley of, uh, <laughs> of NFL. I guarantee what the Nuggets needs to do is. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So jumping in today, we were talking a little bit about um, you know sports and just kind of this world that we've been in. A topic that we've brought up on the podcast numerous times, which still an evergreen topic we can talk about this in another 50 episodes and it'll Mm -hmm. still be as relevant sadly i wish it wouldn't be which you know the point for us bringing it up is to try to influence change and have people think a little bit uh beyond the current events you know think about the big picture right so today the big topic is going to be tribalism you know sports upon us got nba playoffs getting into the thick of things We've got football back. We've got baseball playoffs going to be starting up here soon. So, you know, a lot of going on with sports. Um, On top of sports, you've also got a very um, tenuous political landscape. You know, if you look at uh, kind of the – I'm going to butcher the explanation of this, but I saw a graph that showed how far apart right and left really are. You know, and going back, you know, Bush – days and you know even the Obama era you know it was was still pretty close you know there wasn't a whole lot of a delta between the two areas now we're as spread apart as we've ever been Um, you know it's it's it always comes back to tribalism right we've talked about blindly standing from my side versus your side and you know doing things that are divisive trying to create you know a me versus you mentality instead of a okay I'm over here you're there, and I respect your beliefs and your thoughts and your fanship, your fandom. But right. now it's, you know, because of social media, because of this world that we're in, we really just don't have a lot to bitch about. So I think we find every little thing to complain about, you know. And starting with sports, I mean, that's been going on everywhere. I find myself, you know, without sports since, what, we're March through August with no sports, and uh, me, I'm somebody I've always watched, been passionate about. My team loses, it ruins my day, week, month. You know, if my team loses in the playoffs, I'm feeling like shit until the next season's playoffs, you know? And you find this kind of this hate building for teams that are succeeding. Look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a self-pronounced 
hater in a lot of cases, right? Like I'm anti-Chiefs, anti-Mahomes, because mm-hmm. that's not my tribe. You know, mm-hmm. my tribe is Brady. Wherever Brady goes, he's my tribe leader, right? Yeah, shout so out to the Bucs. Anybody Bucks. that succeeds outside of that, I'm kind of like, you know what? Fuck that guy, right? But yeah. it's ridiculous. You scroll on Twitter, Instagram. You know, Skip Bayless is a funny one, right? You know, I'm on Twitter during the games, just kind of seeing what people are saying. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do on the sports side, at least, us getting away from journalism and really just speculation. If you look at Skip, it's just, oh, great, the Cowboys won today. And, you know, this and that and this and that. Just open with the allegiances. Hey, here's my tribe. You know, you just read through the comments and it's just awful, ugly, just back and forth, just people bashing each other. Yeah, hardcore. And that's kind of where now, you know, what is the big call to action? Why are we having this conversation? I guess with this, it's make your tribe more inclusive, right? But I don't know. I know I went on a long soliloquy here, a long monologue, but, you know, I wanted to tee it up. But uh, I don't know. Where are you at with all this, Jack? Yeah, man. So with with tribalism, I don't know. um, My definition of it may be a little bit different, like, uh, so to speak. And that's probably why when we are talking in the group chat, it was like some kind of, you know, um, not a debate, but just like communication issues, yeah. And so um, I was bringing up the whole um, sex, like physical attraction, that ties into tribalism as well, um, as far as like, and I'm talking about guys here, because I know we had, um, we did a question on uh, our IG, where like, hey, do we feel that men are uh, care about the physical attraction more, or, or does women, you know? And so, ironically, uh, it was 50-50. You know, it's my surprise, like, damn, okay. You know, but um, I thought men, personally, because we do, at least from my own opinion, like, care about the physical feats more, you know, such like ass, titties, like, whatever. That's the first thing, like, we look at when we're holding the door open for somebody or whatever the case may be, you're going to try to peep to see, like, what our body looks like, you know. Um, and then vice versa, some women do the same thing. They uh, see, you know, shoulders or ch- whatever they're attracted to, you know. And so... Um, yeah, so the tribalism thing. So basically, I was reading this article that said um, um, sele- sexual selection and tribalism goes hand in hand, and it actually intensifies tribalism, you know? And so that's what I was trying to actually, like, explain. And then when I read the article, it's like, it didn't say anything about physical attraction, you know, per se, just talking about, like, other, like, facets of things. But I thought physical attraction because we're not going to, like, want to hook up with somebody if we're not somewhat physically attracted to them. I mean, it's off rip, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to, like, fuck or talk to anything that's, like, just, just with legs, you know? And so, like, that's what I was trying to say in the actual, like, uh, conversation that we were having, you know what I mean? And so, that, that to me, I don't know, tribalism is, like, in a sense, like you said, like, we all stand for something and, like, fuck everything else. I feel like most of us do stand for, like, dating or talking to somebody that's attractive, like, that in itself is tribalism, too, you know? So, yeah. Cool. And it's an interesting point um, that you make about, you know, tribal pressure too, right? Because Mm -hmm. me, you know, people clown on me for having a couple of different allegiances in sports. Um, You know, what I would chalk it up to is right when I got into football, there was no Houston team. So I gravitated towards my favorite player, Jerry Rice, became a 49ers fan, you know, right when I started liking him. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, well, I got to have some rooting interest in the playoffs, so I care. Brady always beat the teams I hated. So, all right, I love Brady, right? Mm-hmm. Then the Texans come along. Okay, now I like the Texans because it's the home team. They're not my favorite, but, you know, I support them. I want them to win. 
now Brady goes to the Bucks. Now I'm like, well, kind of pulling for the Bucks. My favorite team's still the Niners. But the reason I bring all that up is peer pressure. You know, if you think about people within your tribe, oh, well, you know, I can't claim that I'm a 49ers fan because people will then point at, oh, what about your love for, you know, Brady and Belichick and Houston? Like, what's up with that, right? Yeah, yeah. I bring it there is tribalism. One of the bigger things there is a lot of peer pressure or really just pressure from within your tribe to follow a certain set, you know, set of morals, set of actions, set of preferences, you know, bringing it back to a race thing. Um, when you look at interracial relationships, a lot of the times those can't happen. And I'm saying that in quotes because they always can happen. But, you know, because of pressure from within your tribe, so to within say, your family, right. you can't yeah. get outside it, right? So that's where I guess the whole topic kind of comes full circle, sports, relationships, politics, all of it. But the big thing within tribalism, what makes it so strange is that we're all so influenced by what other people say from within our tribe. Right. And I agree. That, and definitely. Um, and that's, you know, you brought up a good point as far as like we need to be more inclusive, be more open minded and know that, hey, it's more than like one tribe or one way of thinking. You know what I mean? Just like it's a big world we live in, you know, like, yeah, we're going to have different biases on different things. But if it's like affecting you in a way where it's, you're being negative or being like, really extremely mean about interracial dating sports team like whatever to the point to where it's like man, it's kind of fucked up because we know we're saying fucked up stuff you know we're doing something that's not right you need to like kind of dial it back a little bit and say hey like let me rethink how like i'm approaching the situation i know it's not going to be overnight but just like you said think deeper you know that's the whole point of this podcast for us to make you guys like think a little bit deeper when you're doing different things you know and tribalism like i said that's something that's tied into everything whether you agree with it or not it's that's what we were founded on, you know, like human, like us, you know? So right. definitely, man. Well, and, and some of the concerns with tribalism, again, it, it brings a lot of hate. <clears throat> it can bring a very me against you as opposed mm -hmm. to, you know, pro me. Hey, you're there. I respect you, but I'm still pro me. I mean, I think that's fine. I don't want to take away from saying you should have pride in who you are. You should back yeah. your tribe you know and even if you're just looking at your family as a tribe family comes first but that doesn't always mean family's right every time you know mm -hmm. and it, when you find yourself with this constant just hey it's it's me versus you it's my tribe you know you kind of turn on blinders to other perspectives kind of like you mentioned with bias a lot of the time people seek out that um you know they they seek people to kind of com confirm what they're saying they're seeking that confirmation bias saying hey i'm right let me go find this answer see look other people in my tribe say i'm right you know they're saying the same things it helps to understand the other perspective of things you know when you think about creativity how people use you know drugs or alcohol or coffee or even cigarettes nicotine to kind yeah. of stir up creativity the reason why is it makes you step out of your conventional way of thinking you don't have that conventional wisdom you start to think in a very different way you know humans were very logic driven when you drink kind of cut some of the logic off and look at things from another perspective mm. you know tribalism kind of locks you in to say hey this is the one way that you can think you can't think any differently from this and that's when you have a lot of uh you know button of the heads because it's constantly my opinion makes more matters more than yours you're wrong i'm i'm right you know and instead of us looking for 
that middle ground, that nuance, that gray area, it's constantly black and white, you know? And again, I say it, it, it extends to sports, you know, fuck your team, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, bro. politics, you know, I, yeah. there's so many people on the right that refuse to even listen to what the left's saying uh-huh. and vice versa. You know, it's almost like on the left, if you hear of somebody that's voting for Trump, they've got a scarlet letter. They're just automatically out, you know, right. I mean, we bring this guy up a lot, but Kanye, you know, he might be kind of loopy, might be crazy, but he was right. You know, I saw him on a Letterman. Um, this was way back, but he was on, you know, the Letterman show on Netflix, kind of getting peace on why he voted Trump and why he supports Trump. At the end of the day, he said, look, it's my opinion. Like, just move on. You know, like, that's how I feel. Like, Don't why do people care so much? you from how you feel. Right. Facts, facts. I agree. And it's like, why do people care so much? But the crazy part about why people care so much is because celebrities are actually looked at as more of an important figure than a president or people that's in politics. You know, people actually listen to them first before they listen to politicians. Just like when um, Kylie Jenner, they had to reach out to her to help people wear masks for COVID. Remember that? When she tweeted like, and hey, y'all guys wear a mask and people start wearing masks more because of that. You know, so just, it is crazy, man. Then the whole, you know, back to what you were saying about like, oh, fuck you and all that. Eagles fans, you know, you're wearing the jersey right now, but Eagles fans are some of the most hardcore fans, man. Like, I haven't been to Eagles game myself per se, but I know a lot of people that actually like are Eagles fans and they've been to games and shit gets wild. If you're like in the division, like, you know, if you're Cowboys fans or like Redskins, like, ah, oh, man, you go to a game and you're by yourself, you may get like, I don't know, man. I'm not going to say like a fight's going to happen, like, like for sure, but yeah you know what i'm saying like something's good something bad doesn't come from that situation and it, it goes back to the point of us being so tribal to the point to where we feel like we got to be like i don't know like endanger somebody or just get physical and to me it's like yeah i understand having the camaraderie and like the um you know like prideness of your team or whatever it may be but when it gets to the point to where you feel like you have to be physical you know that's so i'm like all right you know that's why I, I, I say everybody should be more open-minded and think on, on a broader scale. You don't want to hurt people, like, you know, in all seriousness, you know what I mean? But, right. It's funny you mentioned that because I do know that, like, you know, Bay Area, Raiders, Niners fans, I mean, people yeah. are straight up getting hemmed up at the game <laughs> for rooting for somebody else, you know? Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, here's the funniest part about sports. I'm passionate about sports. I love sports. I get pissed off when my team loses. I get pissed off when the team Yeah, we all play. do, yeah. We all do, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just people playing a game. You know, you're either, if it's football, you have this weird shaped ball, you got to just move it from here into this weird little zone. Right. People are flying, you know, 20 miles an hour, bumping into each other full speed, blowing each other's heads off. You know, basketball, we're watching people take a ball and put it into a hole. Oh, yep. It's so stupid when you deduce it down to that, but... I want to stop on something that you mentioned um, with with masks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I've had this conversation with people plenty. I've done a lot of flip-flop, and we've had a lot of arguments, full-on arguments within, you know, our crew yeah, that's right. about, about COVID, about masks and all this. But, you know, if you were to tell me a year ago, hey, Mike, there's going to be a global pandemic. That's all I'll tell you. What are you going to do, Mike? Well, I would think about it for a minute, and then the most logical thing that would come to mind right away is, well, we should probably all wear masks, you know? We should probably all kind of keep our space from each other. 
Uh-huh. Um, those are just logical answers, right? Those are just cause and effect. People get sick when they're in close proximity to, to each other. They cough, they sneeze. We've always Good. heard about cover your cough, cover your sneeze, wash your hands. Now it's like people have to be reminded, even though we should have been doing this all along. But the tribalism thing comes down to, okay, that's a logical scientific response. Whether you think COVID is that big of a deal or not, mm-hmm. It's, hey, wear a mask, keep your space. But then all of a sudden, that becomes political, just like global warming. All of a sudden, it's, okay, this side thinks this, this side thinks that. So instead of thinking about the facts, thinking about it logically, thinking about it with just conventional wisdom, you know, it's, oh, well, my side says this, so, you know, nah, I, I, can't, I can't take that because you're on that side. You know, it's, it's such a unilateral way of thinking and you see, like, the case numbers, again, like, Texas is, is not, you know, doing great. And I'm talking about this after the Texans uh, stadium in Houston uh-huh. is empty. Dallas Cowboys Stadium, Dallas, you know, four hours yeah. north, loaded yeah. with people, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, I don't know. The tribalism thing, it's, it's, it comes back to just think outside of your own, right? Think about the other side. Think about the other perspective. Don't blindly follow one cause just because you're looking for right. confirmation bias. Yeah, just think for yourself. And I agree. And that's what we got to get back to, thinking for ourselves. If 2020 hasn't taught you guys anything, please think for yourself, like, going forward, you know, until, like, the next year's, next months that's coming because – you know, we're not out of the woods yet. 2020 is still here. You know what I mean? I know uh, percentages are going down with these cases, but still just be smart about stuff. And I'll just leave that at that, you know, because I don't want to get on a COVID thing. We talked about that enough, you know. But, yeah, <laughs> tribalism, man. It's it's crazy, you know. It just, I don't know, you know, it's just something that we were born into, really. You know, think about it. Like, we were born, like, if you're born a certain color, you're already kind of born into, like, a certain tribe. People are going to already, like, see you a certain way just because of your skin color, you know. Right. So it, just, it goes deep, man. It does, man. That groupthink is a scary thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I might have even mentioned this last episode. Think about when you're in a class and they go, all right, any questions? And you're kind of surveying the group and you're like, all right, well, the tribe seems fine. I don't want to break things up and say, actually, I didn't get that. Can you explain that? I have some questions. Yeah. Everybody seems all right. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm good. I got it. You know, but one yeah. person says, actually, I have a question. Then all of a sudden you see. And yeah, because like the confidence boost uh, comes up a little bit more. And the funny thing about that too, man. So speaking of the tribalism thing, you know, because that's what we're talking about. This is because, you know, you have a certain, I guess, tribe that you're in or whatever the case may be. You have to, the other people in that tribe feels like you have to act a certain way or you're not really a part of our tribe. You know, I'm bringing myself, for example, you know, right now. I've been told so many times in my life, bro, like, you don't act like a normal black person or regular black person. Like, it's not how you're supposed to act. It's not how you're supposed to dress. Your clothes are too tight, too colorful. You talk too proper. Who do you think you are? You know, and it goes back to that tribalism, like, oh, he's this is something different that I'm not used to. But once again, just because it's something different that you're not used to doesn't mean you got to, like, bash it. But, you know, once again, at human nature, we – we talk about and fear something that's unknown to us, you know? And so, but that goes back to tribalism. Once again, like, if you're not like us, you're against us, you know? And then that brings you to my point of the all-inclusive, like, hey, we still can be a part of the same tribe, but not think the same. That makes sense, you know? That, that, that doesn't make us any more different just because we think differently. That makes sense, you know? Um, 100%. <clears throat> and I mean, I, I, I guess kind of tying it back full circle, 
be proud and be proud of who you are. Be proud of your, of your mm -hmm. tribe, but don't mm -hmm. let people tell you, Hey, you're in this tribe. This is the way you have to be. You have to be exactly. Yeah. Think outside of the tribe. Think of yourself, you know, and, and people always want to, you know, look down or try to push away the devil's advocate because mm -hmm. it's somebody saying, Hey, your conventional way of thinking might be flawed. Have you considered this other perspective? And so many people just want the easy route, like, ah, but my way or the highway, you know, like, I don't care what the other side is. A lot of the time you think about the other side, you don't necessarily have to agree with that other side, but at least understanding where people are coming from, you get more context, you understand the intent, you know, and if you are one of those that looks at it and says, oh, well, they're thinking based off of groupthink, then you kind of have that rational um, filter to pick up when you know you're able to identify that a little bit more so you know i guess if we're making a call to action here it's think outside of the tribe think about your own think for yourself i guess is the simplest way to say it right jack think for yourself and like treat people how you want to be treated i know it's very cliche but please don't be rude or just say stuff that you wouldn't want said to you you know because most of the time when we're doing that we don't realize it until after the fact or it's too late, you know, that person doesn't want to really be bothered with you anymore, you know? And so, brings up a good point too. We often say stuff, you know, when we're upset or like, and like not the right right um, mind frame. And sometimes we, have, we can't react right away. Even though I feel like, you know, most of us think that, hey, we have to say something or respond. Nah, give it a couple days or give it when you can think clearly, you know, don't think, go back to the whole tribalism thing. Like, oh, fuck right. you. Like, Nah, just just take time to really think about what you're trying, the message you're trying to convey to whoever, you know? Well, Very important. Yeah, I mean, I think the world we're in now demands an answer right away. You know, hey, mm -hmm. we need to know your stance immediately. No, you don't. <laughs> Give me some time. Let me breathe. Like, let mm -hmm. me sleep on it. There's a reason they say sleep on it. You know, your brain goes in and packages new information and right. puts it into different channels and different parts of your brain so that you yeah, can right. actually think about it in a logical and sometimes, uh, you know, emotional or non-logical way. You just see things from multiple perspectives. Sleep mm -hmm. on it, you know? That's a that's a really good point. Yeah, because when chicks, you know, I'm not going to say chicks, when women see me with a, another race woman, they automatically get mad just off top. Not even, like, knowing me or, like, knowing her. They get upset, you know? And it's like, why are you so mad? I get it, trust me, because I have... Plenty of talks, you know, I'm a black man, I'm very prideful, but some people feel like, okay, for you to be pro something, and I'm, you know, mention me, for example, right now, I'm very pro-black, that I have to be with a black woman, or I'm not pro-black, you know, I don't agree with that, I understand where they're coming from, but I don't agree with it, you know what I mean, which is fine, but it's like, goes back to the whole, you know, like you said, think for yourself, don't group think just because everybody else feels that way, like, how do you truly feel, you know, and then like, if you actually meet the person, you know what I'm saying? You may find that like, whoa, she's really dope. Black, white, yellow, like whatever, it doesn't matter. Like try to actually get to know the person first, you know, before just because like the color. So. Well said, well said. And very good <laughs> points. Yeah. So this is actually a pretty good segment, uh, segue into our next segment, the at me segment, where uh, we touched on a little bit talking about who cares more about looks men or women so we'll dive into that here in just a minute before we do that i did want to take a time to give us a quick shameless plug um you know repertoire network is our network of podcasts plural 
we've got the flagship with Don't At Me, but, you know, we're wanting to get played by ear, up and running a little bit more. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. We have some other pods that are in development. Um, I'll keep them quiet. This way people don't say when, when, when. We don't know yeah. when just yet. But uh, we've also got a lot of products. You know, if you check out the website, www.therep.network. Go to the merchandise tab. You'll see Don't At Me shirts, Chance for Texas shirts, and you'll see a lot of Pierre-style clothing. Now, the reason why I want to focus on that one is, Jock, your whole mission statement for Pierre-style clothing is to be inclusive and to in involve everybody. It's not just made for one. It's made for many. Yep, made for many. And that's, like you said, my whole mission statement. Like, I want every color, every religion, creed, ethnic backgrounds, um, political stances, like you name it, all to actually be rocking, you know, my clothes and feel more comfortable comfortable and confident in their own unique skin because we're all unique. No matter what color we are, we're all dope, you know. And um, the reason why I chose the parrot is because, I don't know if you know, so anytime you are, are near a parrot, it always makes some kind of noise or it's going to do something to get your attention, right? And the funny thing about that is it doesn't, the parrot doesn't really see color. You know, I mean, it's not going to talk to you because like, oh, you're you're black or you're white or you're Hispanic or whatever. It's still going to like try to make a conversation or do something. And when it actually does that, it gets other people to start talking. You know what I mean? They can be from different backgrounds, but they're not really caring about that because of something that the parrot did. You know, so like, that's why I chose it because, you know, that, that's very dope to me. And I just, that's what I stand for. Like, hey, let's all have a conversation, you know, without being so mean and negative towards each other all the time because... We live in a world, man, where it's, it's just too much negativity, bro. And like, I know our minds automatically goes there a lot of times, but we got to start just trying to be more positive. I know it's easier said than done, but just try to be positive and uplifting. And so that's what I want my brand to be, you know, just uplifting that positive piece of apparel, like whatever it is, you know. So, yeah. Make sure you all check it out. Again, www.therep.network. Merchandise tab, you'll see all the Pierre style clothing. You'll see the new masks on the way. You've also got a couple of things in the works. We'll keep that one quiet for now, but yeah. <laughs> some heat. You got some heat coming, though. I'll just tell everybody that. I do. I do. I do. I'm excited, too, man. I already got, um, got a lot of pre-orders already for this joint, you know, so it's it's crazy, man. I know it's like a, a, burk, a broken record, but, you know, I really do appreciate and I thank everybody for supporting me because it it means a lot, man. I'm finally starting to be able to just do what I really wanted to do because I get it. You know, you have to have regular jobs, corporate jobs to to get you, you know, the, the revenue to do what you truly want to do, you know. But right now, I'm seeing like more of the logistical and business side of things and it's, it's beautiful. You know, it's, it's me growing in like different ways, you know, because once again, 2020, man, it's been a crazy year, but this should be a year of like growth in your own way, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. With that, we'll jump into our at me segment. Reminder, this is the Don't At Me podcast. We've got an at me segment. What is that about? We want you guys to add us. Join the conversation. Uh, give us some combo prompts, some questions, things that you've been wondering, thinking, trying to sort through. You want some other perspectives. This week, we had a pretty good question. Our at me question for the week is, who cares more about looks, men or women? Now, I love this one because it's, uh, it makes you think. It makes you, again, you might have an initial, oh, of course, like men care more about looks. Women don't care about that. 
It's like, well, I don't know. And Jock, you were kind of handling the socials, getting all the responses. And uh, kind of like you mentioned earlier, it's actually a little bit more 50-50 on what we got as far as feedback. It definitely was. And I was surprised by that because, once again, in my opinion, I feel like men care about the physical attraction. And a woman just cares about um, the more, like, emotional, like, personality side of things. But, you know, I was wrong. Which is it's a good thing, you know, like we're all wrong and stuff. We all still learn. And it just really showed me that it depends on the individual, like more than anything. Like man, woman, doesn't matter. It depends on like what they actually stand for and like their, you know, morals and like what they deem is ethnically like, you know, right or whatever. So yeah, it, it was really split down the middle, bro. Like it's fifty fifty, you know. And I'm like, okay, you know, some Women said men, women, you know, and then vice versa. So I'm like, all right, that's that's cool. And uh, I didn't really get a chance to, like, reach out to him and ask him, like, hey, like, why'd you say what you, you know, why'd you get the answer that you gave? But, you know, that can be for, like, another pot maybe one day just to kind of see, like, their mind frame from it. But it was very interesting. You know, I was leaving it there. It was very interesting. Yeah, you all can uh, shoot us questions on social. <clears throat> We're on Instagram and Twitter, at The Rep Network. Facebook at Repertoire TPN. Um, again, that's going to be our go-to for all of the podcasts within the Rep Repertoire Podcast Network. This one was, you know, particularly interesting to me because conventional wisdom does say men, right? You know, of mm -hmm. course, men care more about looks. Men are shallow. Men are dogs. Men are promiscuous. You know, men might step out of their relationship and, you know, have a little fling on the side or something like that like all that's conventional wisdom yeah it's a stigma <laughs> stigma 100 percent stigma but you know you look more at i mean i think about when we were in high school versus even now right you think about um the societal norms and how things have changed up i think because of technology because everything is right here you know, you can text somebody, you can DM somebody, you can really interact with people ways that we never could. I mean, I remember, um, you know, I guess middle middle school, really, like having crushes when I was in middle school, you know, you had to call, you know, you hope that they have their own private line in their room, you call them up, or no, you're calling mom or dad saying, hey, yeah. can you pass me through right. or you're doing this you talk about writing letters writing letters yeah with the check mark do you like that it? was the best though when you yeah. had those letters though with the swack seal with a kiss you're like oh yeah, little heart <laughs> you know but i think because of then you know you had um it was a lot more difficult you know you go on a date and then that's kind of it you might call them and then that's it mm -hmm. because of technology you know you have a date and then it's hey, had a great time. And then you're kind of keeping that conversation going, maybe putting your foot in your mouth, you know? But then on the but other side of that, huh? I was like, most of the time you are putting your foot in your mouth. Quit while you're ahead is usually a, a good tip to go off of. But, yeah. you know, because of that, now you can have a lot more instantaneous communication. The reason why I bring that up, I feel like attitudes about sex have changed greatly over the last 10, 20, you know, I feel like every decade, it's exponentially different. And I think that before it was, oh, you know, there's this double standard, guys sleep around and, you know, women, if they sleep around, they're whores or whatever the case, not my words, I'm just speaking conventional wisdom, right? 
Yep. Now it's a little bit more of, you know, you look at dating apps. Women can initiate things. You know, if it's bumbled, the ball is all in the woman's court, right? Right, right. Um, and so I, I guess with that, it makes sexual activity, dating a little bit more easy for everybody. And I think that it also kind of makes seg- sex feel a lot more casual because you can make it happen a lot easier. You know, you can text people and then all of a sudden, hey, you, there might be a girl that you see at the gym that you're like, man, I want to talk to her. You know, I'm really interested. You're both single, but you only really get to see her every time you're at the gym, right? right, you know, right. Fast forward into our era now, you can always go up to her, get her information, you know, social, phone number, whatever the case. I don't know how you do that because it's so hard. It's so awkward doing that in the gym anyway. But yeah. regardless, like now, instead of saying, man, I hope I see that person at the gym the next time, you go up, you get their number or their social media, you can have a conversation with them the second you leave the gym and keep that going. Right. You know? right. Um, now, bringing this back to the looks thing, I think that looks probably matter less across the board. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think you will see, you know, women, I feel like can dress more promiscuously now than they could in the past and get away with a little bit more. I mean, younger people, you know, like how many times do you see somebody like, how old is that person? Like, you're dressed like that? Right. right. But it's just, we've all had a lot, like today's era, it's just kind of desensitized the, the importance of that. And I think the reason why I bring that up is that I feel like looks overall matter less, even though they still obviously matter. Um, but you also have a lot more of that, that faking your looks and filters and, you know, all of that. So yep. while the Face looks themselves might matter less in the long term it does probably matter more in the beginning to kind of reel somebody in i don't know now i'm kind of contradicting myself help me work this out jack no definitely it matters and what i was gonna say like you bring up a good point that initially you know like we have eyes i'm just gonna be honest with you guys we have eyes we're not gonna want to talk something that's not appealing to like what we see like i'm just gonna you know if that's shallow or not like whatever you guys can add me but it is what it is you know we all like have eyes and we see stuff but what I was going to mention is I noticed that, like, the older you get, looks don't really care as much. Like, you know, it depends on your mature level. And I said it even with myself. Like, before, when I was, you know, a young 18, 19-year-old, all I cared about was, man, she got to be a yellow bone. She got to have a fat ass, titties, you know, all that stuff, right? And now it's like, I don't really care about that, man. Like, you know, it's cool if it's there, but, like, beauty really is only skin deep. And you realize that the older you get, like, I'd much rather have somebody that's, like, really – into me and really likes me i know she's gonna hold me down you know like the good bad whatever she's not just with me because like i look good solely or like my materials like my car or house or whatever you know what i'm saying uh, the way i dress like she doesn't care about that she cares about jacques like you know the the inside you know that people don't really get to see that much unless they really know me you know and so um yeah and i'm just thankful you know what i mean like just realize like dang you know i really grown a lot myself with that i'm not as shallow anymore we're just hey, this person just has to look good, you know, for me to, like, try to do something like, you know. Now, granted, I know I'm probably going to sound like I'm contradicting myself as well. You still have, like, some kind of standard, you know, something, but it's not, like, that's not the sole purpose of anything, you know, if that makes sense, you know, so. And, yeah, I mean, bringing it back to the initial topic, tribalism, you know, I think looks mattered a lot more in the past, you know, than they do now they still matter again look looks matter but it's not everything but i think that tribalism in the past was a lot different because it was more of like ooh, you're kind of messing around with that person like they're not up to the tribe standards 
right, or whatever the case, where now I think people are a little bit more, um, you know, more inclusive overall. It's funny that it's in a way we've become more tribal yet in a lot of ways more inclusive. I guess that's just kind of an example of us becoming more polarized, right? There's not a lot, you know, there's a lot of people that are hardcore tribal. There are a lot that are just hardcore, like anything goes. There's not a lot of gray area. Um, Some of the responses that we got on there, you know, a lot of people said, oh, well, men care about looks. Women care about, you know, you taking care of them or, providing for them or giving them material and things like that that was pretty common response probably all from men themselves thinking within their own group but you know it is interesting you know um and i think part of the question comes too from you know you see a really attractive uh woman with maybe a chubby guy or something like that you're like how did that happen and we Um, see that a lot you know and that goes back to what we're saying like hey you know they don't really care as much about that, you know? Like, they, they really don't, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. It's it's complex. That's why we've gone back and forth. But, um, I mean, but I would good. say, if you ask me who cares more about looks, I would say men a little bit more, just like the everyday average guy. But I also think that's because men are more impressionable. I think that male peer pressure – can uh, can really dictate who you are a lot more than than female peer pressure. So I would say my personal thought, men care a little bit more because I think other men will make some of the weaker men feel worse for not, you know, being up to standard or up to caliber. Right. Um, but I my mean, th- I don't know. You all tell us. Add us. Yeah. Tell us what you, you, guys, you guys tell us. And like my answer to that, um, I think men for sure, because <laughs> I know some people who've, I know damn well they don't want to be with that person, but they just keep them around just for the sex or because they look good. But that person may not be as like intelligent as they would like as far as having those deep conversations, but the sex is good. So they keep them around. Versus if, if it's a woman and, you know, the person was attractive and the sex was good, they don't care about that. They're going to like peace out maybe like once or twice after a while. You're going to stop hearing from them slowly and you know, start ghosting you. So, that brings to why I chose that's answer I chose, men, you know, so. Like I said, you all tell us what you think. Add us, uh, the Rep Network, Instagram and Twitter. Shoot us an email, too. If you haven't e- emailed us before, the re- the uh, email address is network at gmail.com. Shoot us your questions, either your thoughts on who cares more about looks, men or women, or if you have another question entirely, hey, don't at me. I would like to hear you all chat about this topic. Shoot us an email. We'll check it out. We'll shout you out if the question's good enough. Uh, but, yeah, definitely join the conversation. And um, like I said, I think men care a little bit more than women. We, we had the other question, too. Uh, remember the other one? The, uh, one? the stick, uh, not, what am I saying, stigma? Uh, stability. You know, I was like, hey, you know, and I actually, like, I didn't say, like, who. I just asked them, you know, like, the um, our followers, like, what do you care more about, physical attraction or stability? And that one was 50-50, too. You know what I mean? To, like, my surprise, like, I had a lot of guys that said stability. And I was like, ah, you know. But what I noticed, and it brings me back to, like, my point that I, you know, made earlier, a lot of those guys that did say, say stability were a little older, their age, you know. Mm-hmm. Versus the young ones who say, oh, physical attraction. You know, so that goes back to that whole maturity thing, you know, which is interesting. Very good point. Very good point.
All right, closing things out, we've got some leftovers. Before we get into the leftovers, one last network plug. Again, this is the Repertoire Network. You know where to find us on social. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on both of those. Um, of course, YouTube. We're really still trying to crack 100 subscribers so that we can get a uh, custom URL. Right now, we've got question marks, squiggly lines. It looks like a profanity. So <laughs> subscribe on YouTube, share the word, like, comment, share, subscribe, get some friends to hop on and uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. Always going to put out content for you all on any or all platforms you listen. So if there's a place that you like to listen to podcasts and somehow you don't find Don't At Me, let us know. We'll make sure that we uh, update that for you so you can listen to whatever methods that you prefer. So... And also, guys, uh, make sure you're you're leaving comments too. You know, you're out watching our videos, listening, like however you can. Please leave some kind of comment to like let us know what you think. That's how we're gonna get better. That's how we're gonna grow. Because we don't, we're not. I'm not psychic. I don't think you are either, Mike. Are you or anybody else? Chance or Gary? So you know, y'all gotta like talk to us a little bit. You know, join the conversation. Uh, right. Now, don't add me. The name is you know. Hey, this is how we feel live with it you know don't at me but it doesn't mean don't actually communicate with us that's like the funny part the ironic part about the title of the podcast but hey interact with us get in the comments let us know like hey y'all are full of shit here's what i think you know fact check us whatever add us even though we say don't at me but uh now for some leftovers jock this one is right uh in par with really everything we talked about the whole episode your thought on R&B guys. I'm just, I don't want to steal it from you. I'll, I'll let you tee it up. Yeah, so I was actually going to Smoothie King. <laughs> Randomly, you know, getting a smoothie. I've been drinking those a lot. And uh, an old song by August Alcina, Chris Brown, and Trey Songs came on. Uh, the song is called Love This Shit Remix. And I was listening to it and, like, thinking, like, dang, these niggas are really, like, sh like shitty. You know, this is the stuff they were saying. Like, yeah, I'm about to fuck the shout you. Fuck you, bitch! And you get this digging this all this stuff. I'm like, wow, these words are like really like not good. Like, listen to this, just really listen to like the lyrics. And so it made me start thinking of other stuff. Like, damn, every R&B dude that I know, new age, are you know, fuck boys or they're toxic in a way. You know, it's nothing positive that they're actually like saying to these to women. You know, they really are just like, like you know, just belittling them. You know, and like I'm like, damn, you know, this shit's it made us me growing up too, just being more mature. But I'm just like, man, you know, I really like just rock to this shit, listen to it. And now I'm like, I can't even really listen to it anymore because I don't really stand for what they're they're saying, their actual words, you know. Uh, I can bring up Party Next Door. Yeah, the beat may be jamming and stuff, but the words, you know, it is basically talking about, you know, fuck you, bitch, fuck you, I'm going to cheat on you, I'm already cheating on you, you know about it, and I'm telling you, you know, uh, what you going to do? You still going to stay around, and you, you know you love this dick and all this, and it's just... You know, it's not a good look, man, especially being a, a black man. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, we got to be more, I don't know, positive. Like, back in the day, right? I could bring up Bobby Brown right now. And, yeah, he was that bad boy and very sexual, but it still was, like, love songs. Like, hey, I love you and, like, I care about you and other stuff. It's still out that edge on it. Like, you know, new age R&B is just not that at all anymore. It's just, like, right. awesome fuck boy, hey, my money and that type shit. And I'm, I just don't know, like, where that change, you know, but we got to make R&B great again, man. And not like this, this toxic shit that people are 
putting out now artists, you know? So, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I've always been an R&B fan, but I'm way more like 90s, 80s R&B. If you look at the current artists, I guess you'd say Bryson Tiller, not so much Chris Brown anymore, but I mean, Party Next Door, Party Next Door, um, The Weeknd. I mean, there's somewhere in that R&B pop hip-hop genre you know somewhere in that but kind of say drake too kind of maybe. yeah sometimes drake for sure yeah i mean he's kind of that back and forth right but he's the only one though that doesn't like um say like toxic stuff when he's saying yeah. you know i'll give him that you know yeah yeah he's usually the opposite like finessing and that's the funny thing so if you look at old you know 90s 80s r&b it was a lot more finessing, like Joe to see my heart belongs to you. <laughs> you don't hear that shit nowadays. Think about oh. Keith Sweat. Now who can treat you like me? Me, nobody, nobody exactly. Oh, yeah, there's some of that yelling in there, but um, it's funny because classic R and B used to be a little bit more about caking and finessing. Mm-hmm. But I could listen to it way more, and I'm like, man, this shit's like, I like this. This is ideal. Mm-hmm. This is exactly my it kind. Feel of good, you know. You feel love, you know, and like, hey, I know it's controversial because of man's, but, you know, R. Kelly, you know, like, that, you know, it's all about. He made hits, man. I don't care nobody's. He still made hits, man, hits. But it's about love and like, hey, let's let's be here for each other. I'm going to treat you right. And then you fast forward to 2000s, 2010s. Uh, I hit it first. Um... What was the August song that he came out with? Like, uh, Entanglement, right? Didn't he just... Oh, yeah. out Even that, exactly, bro. Even that. That's a perfect example. I forgot about that song, Entanglement, you know? It, it, you know, even like uh, like Bryson Tiller, like, uh, don't. He's talking about basically, like, that dude treats you like shit, come with me. Like, 90s wasn't completely, like, you know, guiltless of doing that. But we do that shit a lot more now with music, I feel like. Like, there's way more focus on... You know, just fucking getting in and out, and then like, let me steal you from your dude, or like, your arm ain't strong enough, like. Right, and to me, that that's the whole point of me saying toxic, because that's just toxic, toxic shit that you're bringing. You're trying to be a home wrecker. You know, I don't remember, at least I don't to my recollection, because I listen to like a lot of uh, '90s R&B now to this day. You know, that's my shit. But I don't remember Joe to see, and Joe, um, Silk. Talking about, hey, I'm going to steal, like, you from your man. You know what I mean? Right. They say stuff like, you know what? Like Joe, for example. I'll bring him up. He has a song, uh, All Things Your Man Won't Do, right? He's letting her know, like, hey, you know, like, I know you're with your man. I respect that. But I feel like you can be actually, like, treated a little better. You know, and here's what I would do, like, you know, like, hypothetically, you know, if we're in a situation. But at the end of the day, like, hey, you know, I'm still respecting what you have. Nowadays, nah, it's like, fuck what you have, nigga, and treat you right, come over here and fuck me. I'm not trying to be with you, though. You know, I'm just trying to smash yeah, you. Yeah, that's you the best I mean? point. <laughs> so Don't get like, it twisted. This going to be quick, but, you know. Yeah, I ain't trying to replace you, man, you know, <laughs> but it just, it's just crazy, man. You got to stop that shit, because it brings back to, like, other toxic music and artists, like Megan Thee Stallion. I respect her a lot for going to school and working hard and doing what she's doing, but... Well, she's a little toxic too, man. Like, you know, she's providing the wrong messages to like younger women, I feel. Because like even we talked about it, we have the reels thing on Instagram now. And all I see on reels is like little girls like dancing and shit. And I don't want to see that. You know, I'm like, I'm not even following right. this shit, you know? 
And so just, and they're just like making a stallion, like whopping all this shit. And they're like 12 or 13. I'm like, bro, what the fuck is this? You know? And so this brings you back to the whole, kids look up to that shit. They, they're going to do it just because they feel like, oh, it's cool. And it goes back to tribalism. All the other little friends are doing it. So let me do it too to try to like fit in with my tribe or this group. Right. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I guess a lot of it has to do with, like, the times, you know, sex has become way more casual and just we're desensitized. To... Um, we're old now. <laughs> yeah. No, we I are. It's like, oh, like old man now. Nah, I'm realizing it down. I mean, shit, every time this episode comes on, I feel like my hairline's deeper and deeper, so I'm, like, in that <laughs> bronze status. I'm going to start sharpieing that shit across, but... Yeah, these grays, yeah, they're coming in a Yeah, bit. man, these grays <laughs> are plentiful, too. Um, mm-hmm. Next leftover we had... I'm not sure you had a chance to check out uh, Monday Night Football last week, but new Monday Night Football crew, um, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, uh, Steve Levy from ESPN. Okay. The late, sh- the late game last week, which was uh, Broncos and uh, – shit, now I forgot. Fact check me. Broncos, oh, Broncos Titans. Steelers. Steelers. That was to- – yeah, that was – so when y'all are listening to this, yeah, it was Broncos Steelers, but – First week, Monday night, and when everybody's listening to this, you know, we got Monday night football uh, coming up. I like the new crew. I guess that's the point I'm getting to. I like the new crew. We had, you know, uh, Joe Tessitore and Booger and Jason Witten for a year. and then Booger and those fingers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, like, that was the show. Like, every 30 minutes, like, hey, Booger, the audience is bored. Show your hands again. Like, oh, look at this. You know, like. But uh, I really liked it. Brian Greasy, I like having a guy that, that played, um, you know, especially like quarterback position because they see so much more of the field. All I'll right. say, you know, Booger, I think he's a good football mind and I think he's a good analytical mind. He just couldn't really demonstrate that, you know, like he couldn't really put that into words. So no knock on him and his knowledge, but he wasn't great as a commentary guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Lou Riddick, former player and very much uh, front office candidate you know he's always in conversations for GM roles that open up so he's got experience both playing and analyzing you know what matters in players and you know the X's and O's and then you've got ESPN Steve Levy you know the guy is just going to be your highlight guy throwing out phrases and sayings connecting pop culture to it but I thought it flowed pretty well it was only one weekend I'm not saying that that's you know um you know, Al Michaels and John Madden, but compared to where we were last year, I'd say it's like night and day difference. Compared to like the Witten days. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, man, that actually makes or breaks a game, like how it's being commentated on, you know? Um, people are calling the wrong plays or like the wrong names, you know, that throws shit off. It's like, you know, it's, he didn't really, that wasn't him that scored the touchdown or it wasn't him that got the first down or that's not like a, Outright or, you know, like, what are you saying? You know, like, you don't really know what you're talking about. So that just makes you not as into the game because you want them just to shut up and not talk so you can, like, watch the game. But to your point, when everything's flowing, like, well, it gets you more hyped and more, like, in the game because they're, they're, they're calling out stuff that you probably didn't even see. It's so a point of commentation, too. They're supposed yeah. to, like, call out things that, that you, we can't see, you know, because you guys are the experts. So I definitely agree, man. That game was a little bit different and. That's why, because, you know, you have a newer cast now. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's positivity. Once again, I'm trying to spread that, like, more, and I feel like it's going to be a better, like, season because of that. I will At say least- this, too. Uh, while I backed Brian Greasy and having quarterbacks on the call, 
they also seem to just fall off a cliff at one point. Like Phil Sims, two, three years ago, replaced by Romo because he just became awful, you know, and like <laughs> third and 15. Yeah, this is a tough one for them. Uh, you know, they got a gym. They got to get a first down here. Or, you know, like stayed in the like obvious. Basic, yeah, basically. Yeah. Or just saying things that like when they start sounding like they're not following the game, they're just saying things that people will say without actually watching. You know, for example, this one might be controversial, but Joe, uh, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, mm-hmm. I feel like Troy Aikman might be kind of doing that over-the-hill thing. And the reason why I say that, last week was the Bucks saints game. Yeah. And, look, I'm pulling for Brady. Right. I'm pulling for the Bucks, But he's saying all these things that make me feel good about myself and the team. That doesn't reflect what's happening on the field. You know, the, the Bucks playing sloppy ball. Brady isn't connecting with everybody. You know, doesn't have that consistency, that familiarity yet. Right. And he's just like, yeah, you know, Joe, this game is not going well. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this team is in there in the NFC conference game, you know, finals. Like, yeah, I get all that. Like, I'm hoping and thinking that too. But tell me what's happening on the field. You know, well, you know, Brady really working with this Scotty Miller guy. It's like. You're just stating the obvious, man. Tell me, like, yeah, you know, like, like the defense yeah. is breaking down, or tell me why they scored there, or why they got the first down, like what happened, where you know, like give me the insights. Right to me, that goes back to like you said, you're kind of fanboying a little bit, or because who it yes. is, it's Brady. Like oh, it's Brady, so let me. I can't talk shit about Brady, but it's not talking shit. You're just stating facts. He's mm-hmm. playing terrible. Even uh, Arian said, you know, when he had the uh, post interview, like, yeah, Brady, yeah, I do better. You know what I mean? Like, we can't, I don't care who you are. I know you're the GOAT, but still, I'm going to treat you like I treat everybody else. You have to do that. You can't put people on a pedestal so much. And I think sometimes, like you said with Trey, man, you put people on, on a pedestal just based on their accolades. And that's not really fair because they're not calling a game correctly that's in front of us. No, so definitely. 100%, man. The other part that was interesting, so we had, you know, Greasy, Riddick, and Levy. Then they had Kirk Herbstreet and uh, Fowler, you know, the college guys covering yeah. the first game. Yeah. The reason why I bring the college guys up, Big Ten coming back. So we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, Big Ten football, just saying no, you know, let's not do it. But, you know, some of the arguments I had is why? Like, is that re- – like, canceling football – why? Like, you've still got campus life. you still got all these college kids probably just going out, partying, doing shit anyway. You look at the NFL, knock on wood, there haven't really been a ton of cases. I think the case count has been far below 1%. Right. Uh, college football has been similar. You know, when you, you put people on the field, their odds are they're not going to transmit it on the field. You do the constant rapid testing. Somebody has it. You know, hey, let's set you out for a couple of weeks get, you know, everybody else in that's healthy, um, it seems like it makes sense. Like, you can find ways to make football happen. The craziest part about the Big Ten saying that they weren't playing football was high school football in Ohio was going. Some colleges in Ohio were still playing football, but the NFL, you know, Browns, Bengals, but the team people care the most about in Ohio is Ohio State, and they were the one team not playing. Yep, so the one team. Now with – with the announcement, they're confirming plans to return to football week before Halloween. So they'll have daily rapid testing for those involved. The schedule was announced. And uh, the reason why they also wanted to make it happen right when they did was so that they could still qualify for the college football playoffs. Uh, I'm not the biggest college fan, but this is important, I feel like, to mention it. 
So, uh, I, look, we said all along we thought, or at least, you know, I, I felt like they could have just made it happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like, hey, you know, money is talking. Now they're saying, shit, we got to get sports going. So, yeah. I don't know. About- I see you getting talking about the money. Is that what you think this is all about, Jack? Well, also, I think it's about the money for sure. Um, that's why people flip-flop because, you know, you're – got big pockets that people are paying for this, you know, big corporations. Um, also, it goes back to what we were talking about, tribalism, group think. Everybody else is playing now. Everybody else is doing it. Shit, we should do it too because we we're one of the, like, the top schools. They weren't really thinking for themselves because my thing is COVID is going down, but the shit, it, it's made it disappear. It's still here. You know what I mean? It's still a chance that you still can like affect your players in the long run because we still don't know shit about like how this is going to affect everybody in the long run, you know? Right. And so that goes to show me just how selfish everybody is, you know, once again, the money and the tribalism. Hey, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Let's just do what our, our tribe and everybody else is doing, not think for ourselves. So that's why I think they're doing it because of what the world is doing too, you know, other football teams or college teams, excuse me. Right. And I can understand some apprehension, like, hey, let's try to get some data. Let's watch what the NFL does before we jump the gun and run in. Like, I understand that, but right. – it does feel like, A, the money is talking because it's always talks the loudest. B, monkey see, monkey do. Everybody else is doing it. Why don't yeah. we do it? Let's hop on board. Um, those are the two biggest things to me. That kind of makes it – look, I'm sure college football fans are happy Big Ten is coming back. Um, that's an obvious, right? But, you know, the thought process behind it, it just kind of seemed predictable and disingenuous. Just, hey, come out the gates, play – Right. Now it's like people are thinking greed and money and green talking the most. And, you know, it seems like that's probably true. That was probably the loudest thing that, that was in the room at the time was talking about the money and the dollar figures. And, Mike, you bring up a good point. And I, I want to ask you this question, too, because it's something that I've been confused about. But didn't they say, like, it's not going to be any fans hardly and depends on, like, the actual stadium? I'm not seeing that. That's why I'm bringing it up. Because, like, every game that I've been watching, I'm seeing fucking fans there. Like, the Cowboys, like you brought up earlier, that's the most fans that I've seen so far. You know, just out there, just, whoo, cheering and booing. And so, I don't think that's setting a good message, man, if I'm being honest with you. People are seeing, like, all these people in the crowd, college football's coming back, and the same type thing. Us regular people are going to think, okay, this shit went away. We're good now. We can, like, do whatever. Um, even at the gym, right? Like, I was watching, I was on Instagram, and I saw people in there working out kind of close to each other with no mask, and you can tell they didn't come together. They're just they're just working on the machines, but I already see that happening, and that's why I bring up, like, NFL and college football doing that. That's not helping the case, you know? So, yeah. yeah. It's, well, and that, that's kind of the problem across the board, Um you know, I know that the whole thing has been think outside of yourself and think big picture here. And I know that life is very much nuanced, right? It's gray area. It's something in between. The problem that we're seeing with COVID is that everybody has had a very different response. That's kind of something you can't be very gray on. You have to say, look, this is what we believe. This is what we're pushing, you know, because there, there are two competing philosophies, right? It's either, hey, COVID's a big deal. We need to take it seriously. Or COVID's not a big deal. Fuck it. Like, let's just go out and be all out in public and whatever. Problem is you have both, right? You've got too much mix. I mean, like we just said, Cowboys Stadium was full. Not full, but, you know, relatively speaking, pretty fucking packed. It was 21,000 people there. 
yeah, NRG, empty, right? It's this, you know, oh, case by case. Look, I get you want to go case by case and be smart about it. But at some point, you're, cre you're creating competitive disadvantages uh, or, or uh, competitive advantages that aren't uniform across the league. Cowboys had a home field advantage. Texans today had no home field advantage. Like, that seems wrong to me. You got to say, we're either going all or nothing. You know, like, that's, that's one case I'm very much about, hey, case by case in the middle. With something like this, hey, it's this or that. Like, choose where you stay and stick with that. You know, that, that's, that's where I feel the one time I'll say be black and white is when it comes to pandemics, comes the home field advantage, you know, both those things, both together and mutually excuse, exclusive, you have to make a decision, one or the yeah. other. Be uniformed, exactly, because even with the Ravens, they didn't have any fans either when they played. You can't pick and choose what teams just so you want stuff to be somewhat normal again. Fuck what people think, man. You got to – people are always – we're always going to want the worst or we're always want what we can't have. You know, if you're saying, like, oh, can't, yeah, we can't have fans in this stadium or when football resumes again, no fans, people are going to, you know, petition and bitch and complain about that. But who cares? Like, y'all doing this for the safety of your actual players. That's y'all's investment. You know, like, I think people, they're trying to appease too much to, like, what other people think, you know, when I say people, the fans, once again. But, yeah, so for me to just uh, mention that number again, so the, the exact number in Cowboy Stadium today was 21,000. <laughs> wow, it was almost 22,000, actually, bro. So I think it's about a quarter capacity, but still, I mean, 22,000, 22, that's, that's a good lot. attendance for a Tampa Bay Rays game. Yeah, that's a lot. COVID, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people, bro. Um, yeah, 21,700, yep. But that's almost 22,000. But the point I'm making is with that many people – at a crowd stadium, I'm sure they're selling drinks and they're trying to sell merch because it's all about money, right? You you cannot tell me, bro, that people aren't taking off their masks like at some point. You know what I mean? Just like whatever or, or walking out down with it. When I actually went to um, I went to the mall yesterday for the first time. Surprisingly, you know, because I wanted to smell this cologne. Um, <laughs> and bruh, you know, I feel like I've been living under a rock, man. People just it's capacity. Like everybody's there, you know. And I see people. Wearing the mask like below their nose, walking around. I'm just like, God damn, lady, I chew sneezing and shit, bro. Like I'm seeing everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. So it's just very like, it's just very mind blowing, like seeing it in person. You know, I was trying to be in and out, but just it's interesting, man. It really is, you know. <laughs> so we've gone a like, long way this year, but we still got a long way to way go. Way to go. Just be smart about stuff. That's all I say. Be tactful. And speaking of being smart about things, we're going to wrap things up today. So be smart and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Like Jock said, make sure you comment. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Join the conversation. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Check us out on social media. You know, we're here every Monday. Don't at me. Episode 49 coming next week. And uh, Jock, one more time before we close out give everybody a shout out with the uh, Pierre style clothing yeah man so you know you can find it on the rep you know also you know my own website as well pierrestyleclothing.com got some new heat coming like mike said i'm not gonna mention it uh too much right now i just want you guys to like actually see it uh, i'm gonna be doing some giveaways as well but only for the ones that's actually commenting and like interacting with us so trust me if you are constantly interacting with us commenting we're going to see you. You know what I mean? We don't have much of that right now anyway, so we're going to notice you. So I uh, just do that. You know, you'll be in for a surprise. 
uh, we'll try to shoot you a DM or like email you or something to let you know like, hey, we randomly chose you as one of our giveaway winners. But yeah, just keep doing that, man. You know, just um, constant, constant, you know, just interacting with us. You know, I, I do what I'm doing. We all do what we do for you guys. You know, like the podcast is for you. My clothing line is for you. The, the rep merch is for you. It's all for you, you know, so just keep that in mind. Check us out. Like I said, episode 49 coming next Monday. Uh, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Like, comment, share, subscribe, etc. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs>